Yes, people, what's going on? It is episode... Um... <laughs> don't know. I don't know what episode it is. Um, of course, Brain Dalvin, it's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? Um, late, very late recording here. I'm trying to find a, a day. I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to change the day, recording day. It's currently Thursday. It's middle of the day. Um, and I'm, I'm in my motor. In the car park, so I uh, yeah, it's gonna be midweek, midday. I'm gonna record going forward. I just need to pick a day that I can consistently do it on, and um, that's it. That's 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 the pod. Nice to nice you to join in to, to listening. Um, that's it. It's the end of the pod. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I'm messing, but do I have anything to talk about? No, um, let's start with business first. Get tickets for my show. If you haven't already got tickets, it is on the 29th of Feb. We have one ticket left on the floor. And then the rest of the tickets are in my circle. Are in the circle. Um, I think we have 30 left. 30 left. So, get your tickets. Go get your tickets. I know it's pay- payday. I feel like everyone's waiting for payday. A few people spoke to me going, oh, yep, yeah, end of the month, I'm getting my tickets, mate. I'm still coming. And they see each time they see I'm still coming. Listen, I'm still coming. Or when people would ask me about it and they go, oh, I need to sort my tickets out for that, you know. I do, I need to sort them out. So we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I get paid. I don't, why was I going to say that on the pod? That's not one's business. <laughs> but um, I don't get paid on the last day of the month. So there's a week, and it's timed pretty well. I think I've got three gigs in London, payday week. So I have to be just there with the flyers. Got these little business cards with QR codes. I'm just gonna be outside. I've got um, I've got a gig next Thursday. Wait, whoa, 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 check, check. Oh yeah, next Thursday. <laughs> Wasn't sure. <laughs> I said that as. I looked at the time, I was thinking, because if it's not next Thursday, it's today. Uh, so yeah, I've got five. Five London gigs. Um, between now and the 1st of Feb. So you need to flog them tickets for that. But um, other than that, what I've been doing? What I've been doing? Nothing much, really. Um, son started nursery. Doesn't like sleeping. We realise he's teething though, that's what he's doing. He's teething. Because he wasn't the best sleeper anyway, then his teething's just crazy. Whereas like Zadie, great sleeper. So when she was teething, uh, she just dribbled more. That was it. She essentially just dribbled more. And and that was her teething. Yeah. You shouldn't compare your kids, but... The longer it goes on, the more it's like, she was a really good kid. <laughs> really simple kid to deal with. Very simple kid to deal with. Um, so, yeah. I thought with all her allergies and stuff, it's just like, oh, God, she's such a pain to deal with. No. Opposite. Opposite. Very si- simple baby to deal with. Sleeps well. Um... Yeah, just sleeps well. So, that's it. This is shattering. 
It's absolutely shattering to have a kid that doesn't sleep. Naomi's gone back to work as well, so you need to... Whereas before, it was just like, if they're awake in the night, you deal with it, because I've got work in the morning. Now she's like, I have work in the morning. I'm like, ah! That the card I had. <laughs> You've taken my card. You've taken my card. The card I've been wielding around for a year to show you the power of it. I can't even make out it's not a powerful card. It's worked all year. Now she's working. It's like, shit! <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. Don't, nothing really going on in my world at all. It was our last recorded on the 18th. No, on the 8th. Sorry, it's the 18th now. Um, have I done any, like, interesting gigs? No. No, not really. No. Um, <laughs> nothing's going on in my life at the moment. Nothing. Nothing's going on in my life at the moment. So, um, let's talk about the world. What's going on in the world? Um, the post office scandal. That went way over my head. I didn't know... I knew all the words. Horizon, post office, sub-postmaster. I remember when it was first when it first broke. But now it's happening. And I'm just like... I don't, don't know what this is. don't know what this is. I just don't know what this is. I, I didn't know who I was meant to be mad at. That's all for jitsu. I was like, what the hell was going on here? And I thought, let me just go on the Wikipedia. Have a little read. When I had to read, I was like, Jesus. See, if you don't know what happened, um, essentially, this is what happened. So, post offices, uh, the post office limited is a company, and post offices are franchised out, and the people who run the post offices are called sub-postmasters. They're self-employed. They're not employed by by the post office. They're in a, like, it's a franchise agreement, right? Or a, a licensing agreement of some sort. So, that's that, right? So, not employed by the post office. What happened was the post office rolled out this new uh, software terminal where the software where um, the people run the post offices, they had to, they used that to basically do their accounting. So, how many stock they've sold, money in, and re- reconcile it at the end of the day or the month, and that's it. What's happened is... Um, you tell it from the individual perspective of a sub-postmaster, an error would occur, and they would call Horizon, and Horizon is the software, the, the, the company provided the software and the terminals. So they call Horizon, go, oh, there's a discrepancy, it's saying that I'm, I'm short of cash, but you know, based on the stock I've sold, and the cash I've got in, I'm short of cash. And Horizon would be like, well, have you, have you done this, you've done that? Well, if you've done that, they're still there. You're going to have to make up the difference because that's the agreement. So for some people, that's the odd quid here and there. Oh, that's annoying. I don't know why that's reconciled. And other people, thousands. You understand, these sub-postmasters don't know other people experiencing this. They're being told no one else has experienced this by Horizon. And then the post office are coming down. They go, you owe us 30 grand. We're shutting down your shop and we're taking you to court. You know, people getting down for fraud, false accounting, and there's actual custodial sentences being handed out to these people. And then they start realizing that they're not the only ones. They start realizing they're not the only ones, and then they start and they galvanize and they start talking. And I'm only on episode one of the ICV drama. <laughs> 
but no, but I know how it goes. They start they start talking, and they end up putting together class action against the post office. Who end up, uh, and then you put pressure on the MPs, and then the independent uh, um, forensic accounting firm come in, look at the software, and go, there are systemic bugs and errors in this software that would cause these discrepancies, meaning that these people have been wrongfully. Uh, accused, imprisoned, lost their jobs, lost their houses, meaning the post office now have to issue compensation out to all these people. Uh, still, the people s- serving sentences and got criminal records haven't had those expunged yet. Um, Rishi's trying to push through some new um, new legislation to get that all wiped away. It's fair enough, that's been dealt with separately, I suppose. But yeah, the compensation, I don't think they've been paid the compensation yet. There's now talk of the post office actually collapsing. Um, you know, it is it is crazy. And what is annoying here is, I just put myself in the position. Anytime, whenever you hear a story, you put yourself in the position of someone in the story. That shows you where you are in in life. I feel that shows you where you are uh, when you hear these things. So whenever I hear, so that's why when you tend to hear like a sexual assault case, I know this is very left field. It tends to be very man woman. It goes down to gender lines and sex lines. And he's like, oh, man's assaulted a woman. Women go, oh, my God. If that ever happened to me, terrible. Or it may have happened to them, traumatic. Uh, for men, it's like, I would never do that. So what if she's not telling the truth? That's the thing that happens. He's like, that's the only way a man can put himself in the story. Because he ain't, trying to, he ain't trying to imagine himself being the victim. Right? So with this one, I put myself in two places. First, I put myself as the sub-postmaster. Um, and there's one guy called Alan Bates, and that's who the ITV drama's kind of spun around. He's the only one who basically refused to sign the sheets, the reconciling sheets, because they didn't make sense to him. The numbers weren't right. Me as an accountant, I wouldn't sign those either, because I'm like, that isn't what has happened, so I'm not signing it. And we can have a beef about it, we can argue about it, but I refuse to sign it because that's not what's happened. But for the lay person, you just, you know, you're, you're not maybe not that computer literate. You're just there to run the post office, provide a service to your local community. You know what I mean? Because like, I, don't, I don't know who listens to my pod, but I imagine most of you are urbanites of some sort. You forget that some people proper love their community, but it doesn't look the same way that you see it. Now we like to see a few urban areas like community outreach and all that stuff. There's villages where the pe- they're real cornerstones of the community. The pub, like the post office, the calf, kind of like EastEnders. And some people flipping love their village. They love their area. I'm just provide this service, the post office. Otherwise, we have to go to Greater. B- Great butt fucking brie <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just some nonsense village that you have to travel miles for. We're now doing little, you know, little shit Hampstead, and now they've got a post office. They care about it. And all they want to do is provide a service. They're not there about the computer literacy, they're not even really there to turn over a massive profit. It's enough money to, you know, to, to, to pay the mortgage. And that's it. That's all they want to do. And then they're being told, no, you owe us £28,000. 
One of the guys, because he got taken to court by Royal Mail, um, he represented himself. Royal Mail were represented by obviously like some of the best solicitors. He was, he was there for 28 grand. Then he lost, and they go, well, you need to pay uh, pay fees. The claimant's fees, which totaled £319,000. I almost vomited on myself here at that. I don't know what I'd do if someone told me I owed them six figures. And I drew, one, I didn't do it, and two, I have no means of paying. Nah. What do I do? And that's what so I was thinking myself in, in their position, the sub postmasters, like, fuck. Horrendous. Then I thought myself, right, I've, well, I've worked in corporate all my life. I work for the post office. Um, actually, let me put it Actually, no, I work for Horizon. I work for the software company. As shit as some places have been where I've worked, I don't think you'd be able to have so many complaints and it not be logged. You know? Um, Fujitsu... Oh, there you go. Fujitsu have uh, agreed to contribute to the post office scandal compensation. So they should. But um, I don't know why it's taking them so long to... Uh, to pay. Yeah, so... Yeah, they, um, yeah, I don't know why I'm so long. I don't when the judgment happened. Let me find out when the judgment happened. Fujitsu Europe's boss has admitted the firm has a moral obligation to contribute to the compensation for sub was wrongly prosecuted as a result of the faulty IT software. Peter Patterson said Fujitsu gave evidence to the post office that was used to prosecute innocent managers. Yep. Um, he added that the post office knew about bugs and errors in its Horizon account software early on. Aha. Because that's what I'm trying to put myself in a position of software, you're getting called from these postmasters. Or you're calling the or you're calling the post office. I'm not sure who they're calling. But the post office must that's when if your point if your view is that people are stealing, you tend to try to prove that they're stealing. You don't try to prove that they're not stealing. You know what I mean? That would be the the scientific approach is I need to disprove my theory. Whereas the criminal approach is I need to prove my theory. Very opposite approaches. I have I suspect you of murder. Therefore, I am going to do all I can to prove you committed the murder. Whereas the scientific approach is I suspect you of murder. Therefore, I need to actually try to disprove you murdered this person. And that gives me a more robust argument. So if you're the post office, that like, you stole 30 grand. I don't need to check the software. Look, the bit of paper says you stole 30 grand. That's all I know. Whereas if I was trying to disprove it, I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's take it step by step. So you put this much in, right? Let's do a stock take. Okay, so this one. Okay, and then how much have you paid for that? How much you've sold that for? And it's like, yeah, here you go. Here's all the cash I have in there. It's like, okay, that actually reconciles. 
Let's see what the system says. System says something different. Oh, what's happened there? Maybe there's a system error. But that's only if I'm trying to disprove it. And if I'm at work, I've got a million things to do. I ain't really trying to... It says you owe us 20 grand. Just give us the 20 grand in it. I ain't trying to find out if you don't owe us 20 grand. You tell me you don't owe us 20 grand. If your only basis is this bloody software. Bloody hell. Anyway, um, Global Chief Executive uh, of Fujitsu, uh, Takahito Tokisa, also apologised, making his first public comments on the scandal to the BBC at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Mr. Takita said, this is a very, this is a big issue, which uh, Fujitsu is taking very seriously. When asked if he would apologise, he added, yes, of course, Fujitsu has apologised for the impact on the postmasters' lives and their families. Mr. Takita has previously turned down six interview requests by BBC, most recently last week. Yeah, if I'm the CEO, I like, mate, I, I, I'm, I am the CEO of Fujitsu. We do a lot of things. You know how minor this is for Fujitsu? I, I am not sitting down for this. <laughs> so between 1999 and 2015, more than 900 sub-post masters and post um, were prosecuted for theft. Is it 900? Were prosecuted for theft and false accounting after money appeared to be missing from their branches. But the but the prosecution were based on evidence from Forty Horizon software. Some subpostmasters wrongfully went to prison. Many were financially ruined. Some have since died. It's been described as the most widespread miscarriage of justice in British history. But to date, only 93 convictions have been overturned. Jeez, 900. 90, that's just 10%. Been overturned and thousands of people are still waiting for compensation settlements more than 20 years on. So we'll see 99, 20, 15, jeez. Yeah, it's, it's shit. It's really, really shit, man. Um, yeah, this is interesting. So his comments after uh, came after others appeared before MPs. Um, so, 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 Mr. Takiso refused to confirm if the company would return any of the money it earned from the faulty Horizon system. Mm, yeah, I mean that's because it did report some bits correctly. Um, his comments came after others appeared before MPs on the Business and Trade Select Committee on Tuesday. Fujitsu's Mr. Patterson said his gut feel was the staff at the company knew about the problems with Horizon before 2010. Post Office Chief Executive Nick Reed said he could not give an exact date when the post office knew the IT system could be accessed remotely. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that's what was happening. Both Mr. Patterson and Mr. Reed uh, frustrated MPs who criticised the lack of answers and knowledge of the events. Joe Hamilton, a victim in the scandal, said trying to get compensation from the post office felt like being treated like a criminal all over again. Former MP Lord Arbuthnot said it was essential for victims, some of which are living hand-to-mouth to get money as soon as possible. Yeah, of course, they are being financially ruined, man. And here's that. The conversation can't be based as a... Is, I don't know. Let me. I'll have to read up on it. But in my head, it's a class action, right? So it's just like, it's, it's 87 mil. Mm, you lot go sort it out. Because it can't be that. Or is it is a class action done where it's you've pieced together everyone's claim, and then you all come together? It's got to be that, right? So I do get all my money back. So 
for example, if you now made me lose my house, that's me. If you, if I, if you say I owe you thirty grand, and I then can't make my mortgage payments, and let's say I've got, you know, five hundred grand mortgage, I've got two hundred fifty left to pay. I've lost my house. I haven't. You haven't like made me lose two hundred fifty. Well, you have actually, because the, the two hundred fifty already had in the house, in in equity. But I want the whole fucking house back. <laughs> I don't want just two hundred fifty and then indexed with inflation to what it would be in today's value. I don't, I don't want that. I I lived in this town. My kids went to this school. Everyone thought I was nicking from the post office. It's flipping mental. Really bad. Yeah, and the, and the emotional, that whole emotional bit, that's got to just rack up. Because what I was the two splits of conversation? It's damages and uh, is it restoration? Two elements. Of compensation. Um, no, these are wages and stuff. Can't remember. It's but one's damages, and then one is. So let's see, compensation. Oh, I can't remember what it is. Compen. See, it's probably me doing a pod on your own. The other guys could be talking. Uh, for damages and uh, what's the other thing? I can't remember. Can't remember. Compensatory damages are money awarded to the injured party that compensate for damages, injury, and other incurred losses. Compensatory damages are awarded in civil court cases where losses has occurred as a result of negligence or unlawful conduct of another party. Um, yeah, you have to prove that the losses occurred. And there's attribute to Yes, those are compensatory damages. Then what's the other bit? Is that the emotional one? Like it's oh oh. Then you got general compensatory damages, right? Is that it? Actual general. Yeah. Okay. That's future loss of wages, mental anguish. Inconvenience, yeah, all that stuff. Okay. Malpractice lawsuits and stuff. Okay. Punitive! Punitive is the word. That's it. Compensatory and the punitive damages. That's the... I was never going to remember the word punitive. There you go. Punitive damages. That's the one where you flip in... Yeah, so you, you, you're punishing the person. 
Yeah, I lost my house. He owed me the 250000 Yeah, I lost future income. And if I had stayed in that job and stayed in there for 10 years, I would have been paid that. So you give me that money as well. And you're a bastard. <laughs> you, sir, are a bastard. And you need to be punished. And that's punitive. There you go. We got there in the end. It was worth it. I feel like it was worth it. I feel it was worth it. We learned something. Yes, punitive damages. This is the other bit that I was trying to think of. There it is. Right, cool. But, um, yeah, this is what I need to know. I just need to understand when people knew. I mean, oh, dear. No, but it's good, though. It's good, like, so, did, so what, yeah, when did this actually happen? When did it get settled? Was it settled 2015? Because I know that it's all come to light again because ITV had the show, which I've started watching. Um, yeah, so 2019, they were dragging their feet over compensation. Which means that the settlement must have happened... When, 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 when did it happen? Come on, help me. Help me, internet. Post office scandal. So in twenty twelve, as a result of press from campaigners in the member parliament's post office appointed forensic accountants. Second site to conduct an investigation on Horizon. Investigators conclude the Horizon contained faults that could so, in 2017, a group of 555 sub-postmasters led by Bates brought a group action into the High Court. Um, after the judge ruled in November 2019 that Horizon contained bugs, errors and defects, the case was settled out of court for £58 million, which left claimants with about 20k each after legal costs. What?! No, 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 Fuck that. That's what I mean, this class action. Yeah, 58 mil divided by 555. Jeez. And it's horrible. Right, so let's do the maths. Let's do the maths. So 85 mil divided by 555 people. Is a hundred and fifty three thousand. It's just not enough, is it? Sorry, fifty eight mil, not eighty five mil. Oh, my gosh. So there's a hundred and five thousand. They say a hundred five, hundred four thousand five hundred and so round up to 105 See that's 20k after Legal fees each Okay 20k after legal fees each Which means That you take the 105 Thousand Take away The 20k I mean it's 85 grand Per person 85 times 555 The law firm Dealing with this took 47.1 million. 
Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, for each person to get 20k after legal fees, of the 58, 47 was lost to legal fees. Whoo! Tell me, man, lawyers always get paid. Jeez, listen, if you bring in your firm 47k in one case, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be on Good Morning Britain chatting away. Do these people deserve more money? <laughs> I just don't put that down on my timesheets. More work towards the case. And the government later agreed to supplement the, um, their awards in February 2020. And the Prime, Minister, the Prime Minister said that the government would establish an inquiry into the scandal. Courts began to quash convictions uh, from December 2020. No, it's just, that is wild, boy. That's really sad. Yeah, I, oh, see, I did the maths, but I just found it. Yeah, he said, yeah, 46 million was taken illegal. Jesus! Goddamn 47. Because, yeah, because you would have had to pay, like, the the forensic accounting firm to do all the... That is mad. In, tw- in 20, on 21st of September 2023, the government announced the subposters would have their convictions on the basis of Horizon evidence overturned. Would be offered compensation of six hundred thousand in full and final settlement of their claim. Um, okay, yeah, they that, they need they need that level. That's what I'm talking about. You need that level, man. Because twenty thousand is really not making it. Like, not a chance. You've ruined my life for twenty k. No. No, you, you owe me more. You you generally owe me more. Oh, well, anyway, it's interesting, yeah, I think it's, I think it's been interesting, um, let's see, sorry, I'm reading about dental stuff, what is this dentist saying, trying to get the kids registered for a local dentist, Thank you for your, your email. Uh, yes, we are currently accepting new NHS patients. The local, in there, local. The current wait time is eight weeks. Why? Why? And can only be seen Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays, nine to uh, four thirty. For more flexible, including inside the points to be seen sooner or to see the more so you can register commercially privately. Please confirm if you'd like to register under NHS or privately. Please just confirm if you'd like to book to see our dental hygienist as well as no we don't need a dental hygienist they're children my son's got like four teeth you know what i mean <laughs> he doesn't need all that um right that's fine i'll let naomi know that i've done some parenting right what else has gone in the world um i know yemen bombing the shit out of boats that's the thing right i don't know what's happening there i don't know i know the houthis they're backed by iran similar to hamas are backed by iran um yeah i have all your opinions on uh on israel and, and what the hell it's doing in gaza and you know the, the war crimes uh it seems to be committing uh like Iran need a little slap, don't they? As well, <laughs> I mean, they might 
What happened to your little snap? Because I am also thinking Israel has the right to defend itself. You've got terrorists living next door. Fine. But you can't just raise the whole area. And I said the problem with this issue, right, is that you got Hamas, who literal, you know, ethos is anti-Semitism. And then you've got people in the Israeli government. I won't say that Israeli sentiment or the whole government sentiment is that, but you've got people far right who are annexationists. They they want Gaza as part of Israel. And they're willing just to just flatten it to get that. It's horrible. It is a horrible situation over there, man. Like and I said, then there is a level of apathy. That occurs. What? At least nine killed as Pakistan launches strike into Iran. What is happening? What is this? When did this happen? When did this happen? Summary Pakistan has carried out missile strikes inside Iran's borders after Tehran attack on Pakistani soil on Tuesday. Pakistan's foreign minister said. Uh, that the strikes hit terrorist hideouts in Iran's Sistan Balchistan province. Um, it added that the purpose of the attack was in pursuit of Pakistan's own security and national interests. At least nine people have been killed in the attacks, Iranian state media reports. Uh, the Tuesday, Iran struck targets inside Pakistan's uh, Balochistan. Well, it seems like those are the, they must be next to each other because their names are too similar. Saying that it was targeting a Jaist Al Adil group. Pakistan and Iran have long accused each other of harboring militant groups that carry out attacks uh, from regions along their shared border. Jeez. The first external land attack on Iran since 1980s. Well, yes, it's the war in Iraq, wasn't it? Iran's been. Untouched. Wait, Saddam Hussein? What was, what was he? Was he? He wasn't Iran, was he? No, Saddam, Saddam was Iraq. That was Saddam, innit? Oh my god. This is bare ignorance. Uh, yes. Saddam was Iraq. Yes, that's right, that's right, alright. Um. Yeah, this is crazy. So, I was just talking about Iran is a slap, and now even Pakistan slapping Iran. You got the Rwanda bill as well. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. SMP are thinking about changing their name. Uh, wait, did he say he's comfortable? Oh, he's not comfortable with the name. Uh oh. You know what? This one knows ones because you know when like you had the BMP, British National Party, and then. You know, very far right. You got the Scottish National Party, whose thing is just independence. 
people are like, well, this guy starts to buy. I think that's what he's saying there. You can get mis misinterpreted. Um, as they are a centre-left party. And she said she would change the name back. Because the word national could be hugely problematic. It's weird, isn't it? The word national is a controversial word. Um, what else is there? I don't even see anything else to talk about. Because I don't know anything that's really going on. Um, I just gave some breaking news about Pakistan. Um, but that's it, right. So we get on to um, some dear, dear dream then. Get out of here. I don't know what I've been chatting for. Feels like about 23 minutes. Let's see. 36! Jesus! Let me end this pod. Let's get this go and get two dear Deirdre's. Taking the piss. How have I been chatting for 36 minutes? Absolutely nothing to talk about. I'm chatting for 36 minutes. Oh wow. Okay. Uh I think it's this Seems like this one's quite quite regular on there now. Dear Didge, my girlfriend tried my kink once, but said it was such a turn off that she won't entertain it again. Did he have you cross dressed? Let's see. I'm a transvestite. Oh, I'm not a transvestite. See, I was so biased. I read. I am a transvestite. I'm not a transvestite. I don't want to be a woman. All right. No, I was right. But the only way I can enjoy intimacy is wearing fishnet tights. Why? This is ruining our relationship and my partner is now avoiding sex. Yeah. I'm 45, she's 39. I've been together for five years. I've always had a thing about fishnets, particularly flesh-coloured ones like dancers wear. But they were never an essential part of my sex life before. When I was younger, I had normal sexual relationships. I would fantasise about fishnets and watch videos of women wearing them, but no one knew. Okay. Sometimes I'd ask my girlfriend to wear a pair. And they're generally happy to oblige. But over the years, I found that wasn't enough. I started to borrow my lover's tights, then bought some and wore them when I... Then bought some and wore them when I was alone. There's something about the texture and the holes that does it for me. The problem is now, when I want to have sex, I need to wear tights. <sighs> Without them, my body won't perform. My partner thought my erection issues were because she wasn't attractive enough. Eventually, I confessed the truth. I asked if we could have sex while I wore the tights. She agreed and we managed to make love successfully. But she said it was a real turn-off for her. And she doesn't want me to wear them every time in the bedroom. How can we resolve this? Um, yeah, bro, your fetish is mad. <laughs> like I said, we got to bring back kink shaming. What happened to you, bro? Well, this is the thing. What happened to you? Why well, this became a thing. Address that. Address why this is a thing for you. And then we can move on. But until then. You might lose your missus man. Because it's one. So when it comes to sex. If one thing turns one person on. And it turns the other person off. Then you're not having sex. You can't possibly. Uh, want someone to have sex. While completely turned off. It's like. It's, it's, no, it's like it's sexually assaulting. It? It's a bit essay-ish. And I don't like it. It's one of your neutral. It's not really your thing. Like, it really is the other person's thing. I'm neutral. Whatever. But it actually turns you off. And repulses you. No. 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 It can't work. 
Divorce. I can't escape my narcissistic husband. Look at me. I'm, see, do I talk about you pick a side? I'm just like, women call everyone a narcissist. <laughs> now, me and Naomi discussed this the other day. She was talking about uh, someone being a narcissist. She wasn't accusing someone being a narcissist, but I will say that women overuse the word. Because, no, someone's actually been a narcissist. Da, da, da. And I was like, no, but not many people are narcissists. They may have narcissistic tendencies, but not many people are actual narcissists. Same as not many people are actual psychopaths. But these words get just dashed about all the time. He's a narcissist. Like, no, he's not. He's an arsehole. He's a selfish arsehole. No, but wait, he, he's controlling. Okay, he's controlling. Uh, he, he's rude. He puts her down. I'm like, okay, he sounds like an arsehole. You know what I mean? He can even be physically abusive. Still not necessarily a narcissist. And that's the thing. It's like that, that, that word. It's one of those buzzwords that's just become, yeah, he's a narcissist. A narcissist is this. Narcissistic personality disorder is a mental health condition in which people have an unreasonably high sense of self, a sense of, of their own importance. Uh, they need and seek to, too much attention and want people to admire them. Like a stand-up comedian. <laughs> but yeah, self-centered, arrogant thinking and behavior, lack of empathy and consideration for other people. Yeah, cocky, manipulative, selfish, patronizing, demanding. See me, I'm patronizing. A little bit cocky. Tiny bit manipulative. Bit selfish. Not very demanding, though. Not very demanding. See, I've got a bit of it. <laughs> but these other guys you get caught who have it, they don't. It's, it's hilarious. I'm just reading. It's a red flag of extreme narcissism are often easy to identify. Behaviors like boasting, not that boastful to be fair. Uh, monologues. <laughs> the, ma- the man who's doing a podcast on his own since 2017. And condescending remarks. I don't actually try to be condescending. Uh, and when it's pointed out to me, I, I apologise. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That, that is hilarious. How do narcissists treat their partners? They will often deploy a variety of narcissistic relationship patterns such as manipulation, no, charismatic and, expo- and exploit- exploitational tactics. No. No, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not that. I do those things. But, um, yeah. Look, that's, I said, though, I said before, I have some traits. But let's let's see what this woman's got to say. Anyway, dear Deirdre, I can't get rid of my narcissistic husband. I've been trying to divorce him for two years, but he's doing everything in his power to delay the process. He doesn't want me. He just wants to hurt me and make my life miserable. We've been married for 20 years, I'm 48, he's 50. It took me a long time to realise that he was a narcissist. At first, he loved both me and made out he was the perfect man. By the time we were married, he became abusive. He gaslit me for years. There you go, gaslighting, that's another one. I mean, it's just like, it's to a point where I'm not sure these women are actually fit, having real emotions here. 
because it's just being used. Like it's just like it's almost like a script. I'm not even denying that the guy's shit. It's just, but it's just like it's the same words all the time. He gaslit me for years, make, making me believe I was a terrible wife who doesn't deserve him. Finally, my sister made me see sense. She showed me how I how I changed from a happy, successful woman into a withdrawn, anxious shell with no self-esteem. But when I told him I wanted a divorce, he turned on me and became violent. I had to get the police in a restraining order. Now I can't divorce him because he refuses to apply to correspondence and ignores the advice of his lawyers. Meanwhile, I can't afford a lawyer at all. I need to sever ties with him so I can finally mentally heal and move on. Um, I also need to sell the house as I can't afford the mortgage, but unless he agrees, I'm stuck. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's that narcissistic behaviour. I mean, look, he's an arsehole. I'm not sure what um, you can do except for um, to keep following the process you're following, right? If his lawyers are giving him advice and he's not following it, then you, it shows you're in the right. But is he a narcissist? I don't know if he's if that's narcissistic behaviour. Okay, he's just bit of an arsehole I mean a massive arsehole but I'm not sure if he's a narcissist oh do I need to unsubscribe from these flipping emails getting emails that saying what new mortgage deals are coming out when you're locked into a five year mortgage at a disgustingly high rate is very upsetting <laughs> like fuck off deal of the week how long is this fixed for? Yep, this fixed for what's fixed to six years? Initial rate. How long is this? This product is based on a loan to, loan to value of six percent. Ah, okay, there you go. Fine, fine. I don't have a forty percent deposit. That's fine. That that sexy fee there is not something that I be available to me, so I'm fine. Right, last one before I go. Overworked. My dream job has become a nightmare. Dear Deirdre, I was meant to, it was meant to be my perfect job, but it's turned into a nightmare. My employer expects me to work far more than my contracted hours and won't even let me take a holiday. Do I overheard this in Pippin's kitchen at work? Someone's boss, not my one, someone's boss giving him a hard time for booking a holiday. It's like, fuck off, it's my holiday. Um, I have a child and it's making life impossible. Um, I'm now on the verge of quitting. I'm 42 and work for an IT firm. On paper, the job looked great. With a good salary, benefit, six weeks of holiday and flexible working, which was important as my son is for that, that flexible working one, they'll get you. Yeah, we need flexible work. Yeah, you can work from home. Then you get the job. You don't have a laptop. What? Yeah, you can't, you can't access the system remotely. You have to be in the building. So, so what about the remote working? I don't know about all that. But hey, here's some coffee. Um, but in reality... The reality is that everyone's expected to work 9 to 6 every day. Sometimes I'm in the office until 9pm. When I asked for a couple of weeks off, my boss said it, was, it wasn't possible. How? When I complained to HR, I was told nothing could be done. Listen, HR is not your friend. Everyone in that building is employed by the company. Meaning HR is not your HR. It's the company's HR. You going to HR isn't some little safe space where it's a therapist who's not going to tell the boss. No, you just dry snitched on yourself. The only time I ever went to HR when I worked is to slap in my notice. And that's if I didn't like the person I was working for. So I'm sending this to HR instead. You dickhead can find out from them that I'm leaving your team. I don't respect you, prick. If I respected the person, they knew way before HR. 
So hey, I'm about to hand in my notice. This was about to happen. I just want to give you a heads up. But if I don't like you, you'll find it out same time as everyone else. Pussy. Welcome to HR. I was told nothing could be done. I've had a job for six months. Should I walk away? Please only walk away when you've got another job. Don't walk away about another job. Um, so, yeah. Um, and it's a weird one because you, your employer does have the right to refuse your holiday request. It is a holiday request, not a holiday demand, uh, which is crazy. If you read your T's and C's, like you said, you need to give... If you're going away for, like, anything under seven days, you need to give, you know... Like some like seven days notice if you're going for what is it basically yeah it's thinking you're meant to give the amount of time you're going away is the amount of notice you need to give so if you're going for one day you give one day's notice if you're going for seven days a day up to a certain feel like two weeks you need to give like a month's notice i think it's that kind of thing that's written into your contract um so yeah uh but yeah if they keep refusing i just that's, that's something else isn't it but um listen don't quit the job, get that one sorted, then quit, all right, that's my advice to you, that's the end of the pods, um, yeah, so I'm not sure I'll be recording next, but people, get tickets, please get tickets to my show, um, if you are waiting for payday, fair enough, I will be continuously reminding you about the show, but if you're not waiting for payday, if it's just one of those things, you ain't just pulled your fucking finger out, uh, then pull your fucking finger out and get tickets for the show, all right, peace. Sayonara, goodbye, domo arigato, uh, au revoir, ofidesen, adios, ciao.